Hey, buddy. You know, it's nice to have you back, Anthony. Real nice <laughs> to uh, to get you back. Uh, like, finally start answering my Slack messages right when we have to record after I've been doing everything this morning. All right. Full full disclosure. I I overslept a little bit. Yeah, I could tell. Can I, I can tell. I give you can I give you a, a little bit of a something that'll make you feel a little better? I, d- I doubt this is going to work, but you can try. I got punched last night. Oh, that actually does make me feel a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to The Lake Show, not not the other one. Uh, I am Anthony Irwin, that is Harrison Fagan, he, he just finished laughing at me for, for, I was being a nice guy, but anywho, uh, we are here to talk about and talk to Bill Oram uh, about the entire Anthony Davis situation, the trade deadline, all of that good stuff. We're just going to quickly intro things that you might have missed over the weekend Catch everybody up on that story and what what, is, what might be going on, and then we're going to throw to that conversation with Bill Oram, and then in the in the outro, the last few minutes of the show, we're just going to try to predict how how we think this all plays out. So and then have it immediately proven wrong as soon as we drop the podcast. Immediately, immediately, That's always how it goes. Yeah. every single time, every time. So, Harrison, uh, I have been away for the last forty eight hours. Oh, uh, have you? <laughs> <laughs> what oh i'm also blocked by woge so <laughs> what's going on <laughs> what's going on <laughs> okay so i hear i can catch you up on what is going on there are reportedly according to woge a handful of teams that anthony davis would resign with besides the lakers that include the and so and shams karani of the athletic reported that uh, that list includes the milwaukee bucks and clippers and then also the knicks so it's to me this reads as clutch just trying to say hey we didn't force them to the lakers you know like we gave you other options that had no assets um and then you have what else like uh, lebron was tweeting during the super bowl that it was, was better wild. than halftime show um just asking for insiders to report the uh the like the next trade rumor so he lebron james just like us he just he sits around waiting for trade rumors on his phone How like this feel- is the most this is the most re- relatable lebron has ever been Drinking wine and and waiting for like that's that's what it is. But I yeah, also, the, the the other thing that I want to say about the about the latest trade stuff that broke just before we started recording was that it sounds like, like per Woj it was uh, Ma- I guess Magic Johnson and Dell Demps have been on the phone a lot today, which is Monday. So that is you know that would reportedly that that would seem to mean that things are moving in the right direction. I feel like right now the the the, the most popular standing. With people who have inf- like as much information as we do on the situation, is that there has been progress. There is a the the Lakers are really trying to get this done, but it doesn't serve the Pelicans at all to get a trade done before the the the, the Thursday deadline. Well, it, does it really not? Because like my thing, and the, this is what I've said, is for Boston, like, yes, they have great assets and, and things of that nature. But like Jason Tatum, you know, if they aren't going to put him on the table, what do they what do they really have? Can like, we also that, talk about Tatum? 
Well, no, aside from that, I just want to say, like, are they really willing to put him on the table if Davis's camp is being this loud about not wanting to go to Boston? And then you're also potentially risking losing Kyrie anyway. So maybe next summer you're potentially left with the doomsday scenario of you have nothing. You've traded out all your assets. You don't have Davis. You don't have Kyrie. Like, that's a realistic possibility that Boston has to hedge against. And so will they really be willing to outbid the Lakers this summer? Like, I don't know that for sure. Can New York outbid the Lakers this summer? I doubt it. The Clippers, like— Sure, they'll have cap space and stuff, but I don't know if they'll have like what what the Pelicans are looking for. And the Bucks, like, hey, the Bucks should hang a banner saying that Mil- like Anthony Davis was once interested in us. But I just don't see how they really have the assets to get it done, because as we talked about with Bill, um, you know, like Chris Middleton is probably their most tradable asset outside of Giannis. And they're not going to trade Giannis. And he's a free agent this summer. And you can't like trade Davis and the best guy that you get back leaves. I just... I, I like this whole idea of Jason Tatum being declared a superstar. During... I, I don't know. I'm not declaring him a superstar. I'm just saying he's shown a little more. He's out of he all has, the young guys. Like if, we're just, if we're throwing all the young guys on the table around the league that are reportedly like maybe going to be in this deal, like he's the best one as of right now. I thoroughly and appreciate like, all the water carriers in Boston telling me how great he's going to be. Is, is don't all get I'm me saying. started on Boston after this weekend. I had to block. I feel like half that city's population. I on, feel that. Uh, I like New Orleans. I really like New Orleans as a city. I'm like public. I, I said Boston to be clear. No, um, no, no, I know. I'm saying like, of, I fuck Boston. But like, <laughs> but, 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 but like in New Orleans, I really like their city. It's like one of it's legitimately Harrison. I'm not even kidding. And we're going to at the end of our conversation with Bill, like he and I both agreed that New Orleans is an incredible city. They hate me over there. Yeah, they um I was I was not thrilled that their uh that their SB Nation blog was throwing angry Pelicans fans into my mentions this weekend when I've specifically told everyone on our staff not to do that. So, you know, yeah, that's it is what a, it is. I, I I took your advice not because I was paying attention in the Slack, but just cuz I didn't feel like, you know, No, it's piling on. There's no reason to do it. Yeah, but like right now, I'm I'm nearing that point. Can I, Great. Can... Wonderful. Well, I'm going to try and talk you off the ledge after we finish recording this podcast. But I think just out of the stuff that's been reported so far, the only other thing that you should get caught up on, like, let's say you were living under a rock under uh, or like under someone's fist like Anthony was this weekend. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you there was there's reportedly a heated exchange in the Lakers locker room after the Warriors game. And it sounds like it was JaVale McGee, Michael Beasley, and maybe Josh Hart were like involved, had like a heated exchange that like some people tried to downplay after. So like, who knows where it really is. But like my takeaway from the whole thing was that like, you know, like this is what happens when you have a whole roster and trade rumors and a coach that seems like he's a dead man walking. Just a, just a, a great, a, you know, weren't, weren't we told that the guys that the Lakers added over the summer were high character guys, high character veterans who would step in and mentor the youth. I think we were told they were playmakers. I don't remember the other <laughs> stuff. <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, throw this conversation. Yeah, with... Everybody wants to hear this with Bill. Yeah. And, uh, I'll just here. Here's my tea. So it, towards the end of our conversation with Bill, there is a player or no, I'm nope. not going to say player. there's Can't. someone around the Lakers that has requested a trade. <laughs> you will never guess who it is. Enjoy this. Bill was great. Bill was as advertised. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I was glad we were finally able to have him on. Bill was Bill was as advertised. We're going to throw to this, and then on the other side, we'll Harrison and I will try to figure out how the next few days look.
All right, and we're joined now by Bill Lorem of The Athletic, uh, kind enough to to carve out just a little bit of time here in probably the most busy time of, of the season for, for everybody involved. Bill, how you doing? I'm good, guys. How's it going today? I'm exhausted, and I had two days off yeah, before no this. <laughs> Anthony, you woke up like an hour ago. <laughs> I, I probably still sound sleepy, but... Uh, poor Harrison. I'm concerned for Harrison's well-being. I'm, I'm legit. I've reached that point where I'm a little nervous for, for my, my poor co-host here. I'm okay. I'm <laughs> just, we just got to make it through Thursday. Everything's going to be fine. Uh, let's just start with the big question here. Bill, what do you think the chances are that the Lakers pull off a trade for Anthony Davis before Thursday? Well, I've I've always been um, pretty skeptical. You know, I, I don't think I don't think the the Pelicans have any incentive to make a deal with the Lakers at this point. I mean, there's obviously the question of how much they value the Lakers' young guys, which I think is a, an unknown around the league. But then also the fact that teams are definitely reluctant to help the Lakers construct a super team. I mean, there's a really strong aversion to that idea. You know, when you've had Magic Johnson get fined twice in a very short time, um, you know, I think there has been a sort of distaste for the way the Lakers have done done some of their business since they've taken over. And so the idea of, of the Lakers coming back to dominance, um, you know, with Rich Paul kind of helping negotiate that deal turns a lot of people off. So I, I think I think that is a real um, a real kind of thing the Lakers are dealing with. But if they can put together the best package eventually, I think they'll they I think they would ultimately prevail. I just think there's too many other good possibilities out there for the Pelicans and also helps them save the face of not, of not giving the Lakers everything they want. So I've, I've been skeptical. I think the Lakers have, I think the fact that the Pelicans are engaging with the Lakers, which we've heard over the last few days, that they've been on the phone, um, you know, that they've actually been able to have conversations, I think shows at least a willingness on the part of the, of, of the Pelicans to consider what the Lakers have to offer. But I mean, it's not a secret. The Pelicans know what the Lakers have available and they know whether or not they would take that. So you know, I think I think talking to the Lakers helps raise raise the value of Anthony Davis everywhere else in the league, which um, around for other teams that might be interested in bidding. Now we obviously have Adrian Wojnarowski reported today a few other teams that Anthony Davis would consider um, re-signing with. So suddenly the Lakers have more competition, and they're, they're they have more adversaries in this process now than just the Pelicans and the Celtics in the summer. So I I feel like it's getting more and more complicated to see uh, a path for Anthony Davis to the Lakers. Can we talk about that competition, though? Because the competition, so basically right now it's the Knicks, the Clippers, the Bucks, and the Lakers. The Knicks just traded away one of their best assets in, in Chris Porzingis. He's a Dallas Maverick right now. The Clippers, I, I, for, for everything that they've accomplished this season, don't have the assets to match up with, in my opinion, what the Lakers can offer. The Bucks, all of their best assets are free agents this, uh, this upcoming summer. So in theory, the Lakers have competition, but it doesn't really like if it, it, just a very little amount of digging kind of shows that they they still kind of don't. If those are the only four teams that Davis is interested in. Well, I mean, I suppose it depends on what um, those teams are willing to take back um, and and what they're willing to give up. I mean, the two guys who come to me as being the best, the best trade assets for the Clippers and um, Bucks are both free agents this year, Chris yeah. Middleton and, and Tobias Harris. So the idea of either one of those guys going out, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to take that risk. But you have two guys who are all star caliber players, um, you know, who frankly are probably better centerpiece players than 
than anything the Lakers could offer at this point. Um, so that said, I, I agree with you. I think it's a, I think it's a little harder to see a path there, but um, you know the Clippers have you know the Clippers do have uh, a package there. I mean, they they felt like they would have had a real shot at Chris Porzingis if if um, New York hadn't pulled the trigger so quickly on 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 the Dallas deal. So I wouldn't sleep on them, especially with kind of you know I think I think that we're kind of gearing up to this showdown in L.A. Uh, between Jerry West and the Lakers. You know whether it's over Kawhi Leonard or Kevin Durant, you know, he's, you know, he's on, on his way to trying to build one last contender in Los Angeles and maybe, um, you know, poke, poke the bear a little bit of the Lakers in the process. So getting involved, the fact that um, Anthony Davis has shown a willingness to, to be a Clipper. If I'm, if I'm the Clippers, I'm, I'm putting everything together to make that happen and, and pave the way toward getting, getting that super team Magic Johnson's trying to build. Because if you get Anthony Davis, it's a lot easier to see guys coming to join him, frankly, than what we've seen. Uh, than, than what we've seen from players or kind of anticipated from players uh, with LeBron James. Yeah, Bill, I want to go back a little bit to something that you said about like the Lakers and the Pelicans talking and like, you know, there's been various reports on the packages that have been put on the table and things like that. And some of them, I think, have like kind of swung between like, like there was a report last week that it sounded like the Lakers put just about everything on the table. And then there was a report like today that only today they're starting to like get up towards the Pelicans considerations. And I I just wanted to ask you as a reporter, just like for our listeners sake, I know that like as the Internet has collectively gotten more woke on this stuff everyone's trying to figure out why these reports differ where they're coming from all that stuff i'm not asking you to tell me that but like how do you think that this stuff like sometimes the reports can differ so wildly between like two different and like two like very like very reputable journalists and things like that well i think you just have to remember that there's always um there's always uh interest here i mean people things get leaked because people want to um Things get discussed, put in put in public because whoever's sharing that information thinks it's advantageous to their side to do so. So whether it's an agent or one of the two teams, I mean, it's it's kind of a you know in business reporting you call it follow the money, but it's the same idea: follow the incentive. Um, who benefits from the Lakers looking like they aren't they aren't um, putting their best offer on the table? Who benefits from the Lakers looking like they're putting their best offer on the table? Uh, where does Rich Paul fit into all of it? So I I mean yes, there are. There are uh, differing reports, but I mean, the bottom line is everything so far has kind of has kind of gone to what you would anticipate the script to be. I mean, it doesn't yeah. make sense for the Lakers to doesn't make sense for the Lakers to say from the get go here, take all six of our young guys and four first round picks, because chances are you can get the Pelicans to say yes to, to less than that. And so you don't want to live with the regret of never knowing. So Magic Johnson, I think, you know, and I, I have plenty of issues with the way things have gone in the Magic Johnson era, but I, I do think that. Um, you know, starting off with, you know, what, you know, was reported as a low ball offer is a perfectly reasonable place to start as long as you're not insulting, you know, the, 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 the team you're discussing it with. So, you know, you start, you start at, you know, kind of what would be your baseline offer and you work your way up. And I think, you know, the fact they're talking today, Monday is, is just a natural continuation of that. And then you get to Thursday and the Pelicans will say, you know, okay, best offer, you know, I mean, that's, that's the way it goes, whether you're buying a house or whether you're, you know, trying to acquire, you know, an all NBA player it's, it's put your best offers on the table now. And, and that time is, is when you're under the gun, not on the first day of negotiations. You don't go to an open house and say, would you take a hundred thousand dollars over list price? Unless, unless it's, unless it's the only a chance you're going to get. And I don't think the Lakers have felt like the, um, the screws were turned so tight that they were only going to get one shot at this. What would your be? What would be your best offer? Do you just throw everything on the table and say have at it, or do you? Would you actually go through negotiations? Because 
my kind of line, my line of thinking on this has always been operate in as much good faith as you possibly can here because the, the Pelicans are already going to dislike you because of the Rich Paul connection. The sure. league is already going to be investigating the Rich Paul connection. Just, just, just get it done. Yeah, I think, I think, I think you still have to do your due diligence here. I, I, I think I'm inclined to agree with you, Anthony. I wrote this, you know, last week once Anthony Davis made his request. It was give them whatever they want, open up the cupboards. You know, it's, it's like unlock the doors to your house and then and then go across the street and watch it get raided. I I I, I agree. Like get get this deal done um, with a with a really fair aggressive offer. Um, but I, you know, I think you still have to go through the, the negotiation process. And I think if you're Magic Johnson, you can't just be, you just can't be a loose cannon. I mean, you need, you need a team around Anthony Davis and LeBron James too. Obviously you're a lot yeah. closer to having the, the type, the type of team you want and you get to the summer and, and you can probably get guys on minimum deals and, you know, maybe do some, you know, cap gymnastics to get, you know, a, a couple of guys. But I mean, the reality is, I mean, you don't, you don't, it's not ideal to have, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and and thirteen Lance Stevenson. So, <laughs> Magic so, Magic also has to Magic also has to avoid opening up a roster spot just in case LeBron says, "Oh, hey, we can get Carmelo now." <laughs> I mean, listen. I mean, if the Lakers if the Lakers somehow do pull off this Anthony Davis deal, which again, I just I, I can't be clear enough. I just don't see it happening. But if it does happen, it's obviously going to be more Lakers players going out than Pelicans yeah. players coming in. Yep. So there's going to be roster spots. So if you get Anthony Davis this year, I I'm almost certain you get Carmelo Anthony. Yep. So that is something to keep in mind. If you're out there cheerleading Anthony Davis but really don't want Carmelo Anthony, you've got you've to decide how much of your soul you're willing to sell to the devil to get the brow. So speaking of those players that are going to be going out in this, like I'm around the, around the locker room sometimes, but you're around there obviously for yeah. every game, even on the road, all that stuff. You can get like a better baseline of how these guys are normally acting, what kind of moods they're in, all that stuff without like psychoanalyzing too much. Obviously, like, you know, there was the incident the other night that like, depending on who you believe was like a various, you know, like levels of intensity between Luke Walton and a couple of the veterans. But like, how, how do you think overall this team seems to be handling like having so many guys have their names thrown in trade room. Well, I don't think it's ideal. And I think, I think there's a difference between it being in kind of the, the theoretical, you know, like, oh, the Lakers are interested in Anthony Davis. Here's what it would take. Here's what the Lakers left to consider. And then last week we saw it rise up to this is who's been offered. And I do think yeah. there is a difference for the, in, for the psyche of, a, of a, just a human if it's like, okay, well, you know, I understand my contract matches. I understand I have value to, oh, my gosh, this guy who drafted me, uh, is willing to trade me now. I, I, so I think that that is something that's real and worth monitoring going forward. Um, you know, we haven't seen this team since Saturday night. They didn't practice yesterday, didn't practice today. They're en route to Indianapolis right now. So, uh, you know, things can change, but I haven't really seen signs of a team in turmoil. I know there was the Michael Beasley, JaVale McGee thing with Luke Walton. Um, I think that is probably a product of, of other issues. JaVale McGee was a starter for the first half of the season. LeBron was, was touting him for defensive player of the year. Now he's one of three in a pretty crowded big man rotation. Michael Beasley, um, you know, is, is Michael Beasley. I mean, he's, he's, you know, he plays the way he plays. And I think you can understand that maybe Luke Walton, who is the ultimate, um, you know, uh, unselfish style play coach uh, gets frustrated. And we've seen him and Michael Beasley go at it a little bit. So the fact that those would be the two guys who, would uh, lose their temper in a, in a tense situation is not surprising, but also, and it, well, I'm, I'm not saying it's completely unrelated to the uncertainty around the trade deadline. I do think there are probably other factors you have to consider with those personalities. Um, 
but you know, when it comes to the young guys, I mean, I mean, they're talking about it. You know, I've overheard a couple of, you know, jokes, you know, in, in, in the locker room where it's just, you know, like, Oh, I'm, I, won't, I may not be here next year. So ha ha ha. And like, they laugh it off. And, and, and I, and I don't think it's, um, I'm again, and like, we have a very limited access point as you know, yeah. Harrison, you yep. know, 30 minutes before the game. And then there's you know 10 minutes after practice. But I think if you look at the way these guys have played, I mean, I, I, I was hard on them for the six and 11 without LeBron. Um, I thought that there were really some low points in that stretch, but you know, I mean, there were also some real nice wins. I mean, that game in Oklahoma city. And then once LeBron came back, I thought they played hard against the Clippers, Thought that was an impressive victory. And I thought they played well against the Warriors. So in terms of like, uh, I'm sure, you know, sitting on the airplane, guys get on the plane today, Monday to fly across the country, wondering if they're going to be making the entire trip at the Lakers. I think that's, I think that's human nature. And, and, and maybe it's a topic of discussion in the locker room, but it's not, certainly not something that we've seen really become a distraction on the floor in terms of the way, uh, in, in terms of what guys are bringing to the court. I think that um, it's been a pretty, uh, pretty much a business as usual sort of uh, week for the Lakers. I wanted to get back to the the altercation or the reported altercation or whatever came short of the altercation between Luke and the veterans. This is now the second year in a row where Luke or where a veteran is annoyed by a lack of communication or 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 an ambiguous situation with their standing on the roster. Brooke Lopez last year had an actual towel over his head because he was so frustrated with how things were going and and the lack of communication and then you know, according to some of the people I've spoken to, that played a role in his not really paying much mind to the Lakers this past offseason, and the Lakers could really use him. Is I guess the criticism that I've I've made is that the Lakers have a very clear standing on players whose future is a part of the Lakers' future, but with those who aren't, with those who are on the outside looking in, they don't communicate as well, or, or it's very clear to those that they aren't a part of that future. Have, have you gotten that sense as well? Or, or is it just a matter of, look, the Lakers have lost a bunch of games in a row in a while. And those guys are just frustrated because of the overall situation. It's a really fair question. And the Brooke Lopez one, I think is one that people, you know, are fine, are, are scratching their heads over most. Right. I, I mean, he would have been perfect on this team. Why is he playing in Milwaukee? Um, I, I, I don't have a, a great answer about the way Luke Walton communicates with those guys. I mean, I can tell you Rajon Rondo loves Luke Walton. Like he yep. has absolutely loved playing for him. Um, you know, and whether it's like a certain personality that, you know, needs a different kind of um, nurturing, I, I, I can't quite say. Um, but I do think it's, I think it's a fair question. I, I want to do it uh, justice. I just think that for the most part, I mean, like, from what we see, it's kind of hard to believe that Luke is a poor communicator because Luke talks about wanting to, you know, he's, he talks about talking to guys off to the side when they, you know, are having an issue. I mean, a very Byron Scott thing was, no, I didn't talk to them. They just need to, they just need to do what I tell them to do. And I mean, they didn't that, earn the right to totally, talk to me. <laughs> well, it, it's a totally valid way of coaching. It's like, you know, it's my decision. What's the what starting lineup's going to be. And, and that's that. And I mean, I covered another coach, Tyrone Corbin, who was of that same era. And, I mean, I, I remember once Derek Favors was, you know, had 27 points and 17 rebounds for the Jazz and didn't play the fourth quarter in a close game. And I said, well, you know, why, why didn't he play in the fourth? Which seemed fair. And he's just like, it was my decision. Understand that, but can you help us see some of the logic? It was my decision. And Luke's not that kind of guy. I mean, Luke definitely goes to his players and, 
and lets them know kind of where things stand, um, especially with the young guys. But I also think with, with the veterans, um, Michael Beasley has gotten an opportunity to, you know, start when LeBron has been out. Um, and, you know, Luke talked about even this week about how with all these trade, trade rumors and trade reports that he, he had um, spoken individually with the players who were mentioned, which, I mean, at this point, is basically everybody. So I, I think it's a really fair question. Um, and, and while it's certainly possible that there's some, way, there's some part of what Luke's doing that alienates a certain personality, from what we see, it sure feels like he's, he's doing everything he can and doing things in a, in a, in a decent and honorable way to communicate um, with, with guys who are in a, in, a, in a tough position. I mean, listen, this, this is a very difficult job uh, that Luke's been given where it's you know, a new roster every year. It's guys who might get traded every single year along with a bunch of guys on one-year contracts. And, you know, JaVale McGee, Michael Beasley, Rajon Rondo, um, you know, one-year contract at, at that age is, is a, a stressful place to be. I mean, there is no certainty of that next contract. So I understand the tension. I understand um, kind of the, 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 the problems those players face. But the reality is the Lakers are, are part of, a, you know, have, have vision and goals that stretch well beyond, you know, those players being here. All right, Bill, we got we got to get you out of here because we promised we could let you go leave so that you can go break the Anthony Davis trade rumor uh, or trade news. Um, but yes, please. I'm, I'm just going to get you out of here on uh, one final question that we ask all of our guests. This is this definitely is not just for you. Um, can you report a trade rumor about the Lakers that no one else has reported so that people have to aggregate <laughs> our podcast? <laughs> I, I would love to. I'd love to do it right here. Um, I you just make it up. It's fine. We'll just we'll cut okay. the part where I said that and then. I mean, I've, I've been asked several times, and I've made it very clear. If the Pelicans, if the Pelicans ask for me in the trade, in, in the trade, I would make myself available. I would, I would waive my no trade clause to go to New Orleans. I love New Orleans. <laughs> I don't, I don't think anybody should ever want to leave that city unless it's like due to congestive heart failure or or some disease brought on by eating all the wonderful food there. So. Uh, the rumor is that um, that I would be part of any package for Anthony Davis. I, I would All also right. like to throw my name in the hat for 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 that situation as well. I, I am New Orleans. Welcome me with open arms, Bill. You actually gave me great advice, and it scored I a just ton of points with, yeah. with Jen. Well, that, that that I'm happy to hear. I mean, I've been I've been I, I tried I try to keep couples together. I try to, <laughs> I try to do my part to to make to make happy homes. So I'm glad you had a good time in in. Uh, in the big, big easy. It's definitely one of my favorite stops in the NBA. And um, if, if I can, uh, if I, if I, if, if the Pelicans ask for me, you know, I definitely would, uh, I'd be, I'd be willing to go put down roots there. All right. We can work with this. We can like, you'll never guess who <laughs> around the Lakers is in the trade offer and like, run with that headline. Or whatever. That'll work. The, the, who, yeah. who has requested a trade to New Orleans? <laughs> there we go. There you go. It. There you one go. Of, someone around the Lakers has requested a trade to New Orleans. <laughs> They will. People will listen to this and get to this point and throw their phones or their headphones or whatever they're using to listen to, like out of a moving car. <laughs> they will be so angry. Worth it. Thank you very much, Bill, for for uh, for carving out just a little bit of time for us. I know this time of year is insane for you, so uh, so get back to doing great work. And and everybody listening right now, Bill is one of my favorite writers out there. So make sure you guys are following him following his work on The Athletic. Uh, Bill, thanks very much for hopping on with us. Okay, thanks, guys. And that was Bill Orem of The Athletic. Just 
again, I if you guys are 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 looking for good written content, uh, the athletic subscription is one of the better deals out there. And and we we've reached a point now where, you know, the idea of paying for good content is maybe not the the worst one out there. You should you should probably pay up if you if you want good written content for the athletic. It's a great deal, and Bill is one of the many reasons why you should. Uh, let's let's start here. He seems to agree with with the premise that you and I threw out there in the intro that you know the Lakers can try all they want, but it makes sense for the Pelicans to wait this out and wait to the summer. Let's let's ask this. I, question. I actually disagree with that. Yeah, let's let's. Oh, well, okay, throw it out there. Okay, Coward, so why didn't I, you say it to him? Yeah, I, I think honestly, I, I feel like the Pelicans have or the sorry the Lakers have the Pelicans pretty much right where they want them I talked in the intro about like how I think that Boston like this is not risk-free for them as much as people want to talk up them as a threat like there are a lot of reasons now to consider like they may not be willing to outbid the Lakers during the summer if the Lakers continue to bid during the summer and like these other teams on Davis's list like really I I don't see them being able to outbid the Lakers during the summer and I I think that there's a good chance that as long as the Lakers play things right you you talked about like making sure that they are respectful in their offer and that they like you know they come to the table they aren't coming to the table and just being like all right Lance for Davis we have you over a barrel um you know like and they come with a respectful offer which it sounds like they're starting to make progress it sounds like magic has talked to Dell Demps like I actually think this gets done before the deadline wow yeah, I, I mean, I didn't want to, like, we had Bill on, I, I didn't want to waste his time with my opinions, you know, but, like, I, I think this I gets think done. I think he values your opinion. No, 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 not that, I just, like, we had him on only for, like, and we were, you know, wow, trying to talk to him about stuff on, that dude. only he knows, and so I figured it was better to give him the floor rather than argue with him. <laughs> The uh, the anti Skibalis approach, I, I respect. No, I mean, I, I think he may, I think he has like fair reasons. I just like I, I see things slightly differently. Well, what? Why do you? Why do you think? I I'm like legitimately right in the middle. Like it it depends on which hour it is that I'm that I'm trying to figure out how this all plays out. I had friends. I mean, no, I, was, I felt like this. I felt like this last week because I went on our on this podcast three days, and I feel like all three days I gave a different prediction about Anthony <laughs> yeah. Davis and what happens. So, like, but since that Friday episode, I have remained confident that this is going to get done. I just think that we're seeing things move in the right direction for it to happen. I I kind of sort of think so too. I think, uh, like it was it was tough because I'm I'm at the Super Bowl party yesterday while you were working hard. And 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 people, my friends, and everybody were asking, "Hey, how do you see this playing out?" And my dumbass, I wore a, a, a Lakers jersey too. So like, as if it wasn't obvious enough between all of my friends asking me, "Hey," because they know what I do for a living. But then on top of that, I'm wearing a Lakers jersey. So people what jersey were, did you wear? Huh? What jersey did you wear? The LeBron one. Duh. Oh, okay. I was yeah. definitely hoping for like Dwight or something. <laughs> That'd be great. That Super Bowl deserved a Dwight Howard jersey, but I did, uh, not, I did not. Adam Levine, I'm telling you, the only way they could have saved that halftime show is if Adam Levine ripped off his shirt and it was like a Davis jersey underneath it. Like he finally did a worthy recruiting pitch. Can, do you think the same people who are all pissed about Janet Jackson nipples are going to be angry about Adam Levine just throwing his nipples out there? Two of I them. was just angry that that was the halftime show, honestly. That was, was very so freaking like, bad. They should have just had LeBron tweet the halftime show. Like, I, that was better. I, I had a lot more fun looking at my phone during halftime. 
You know what would have been better? He was killing me with like, so is Travis done or? <laughs> <laughs> Big Boy killed it though. I gotta say, like, and 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 he killed it in a way that made me angry because we knew he was going to kill it. Like we knew that Big Boy was going to be the best part of that thing. I don't know. I, I think I think Andre three thousand was smart to stay away from that. No, I know, I know. I well, he he stayed away for other reasons, and and rightfully so, in my opinion. But like. But we knew that Big Boy was going to be the best part of that. We knew Travis Scott was going to be better than Adam Levine. But, like, you know, Travis, Travis Scott and Autotune are a dynamic duo that should not be separated. That's no. all I'm going to say. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably yeah. true. Although he looked – that was a cool look. Like, if you had – He was at least mute, into it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Adam Levine didn't, like, really even look like he was happy to be there. But anyway, this is not what people tune, tuned into this podcast for. Oh. And, uh, where where are you at on this? So I, I already said I think it's going to get done. Like you said that you're wishy-washy, but ultimately which way do you lean right now? I'm like 55% chance that it gets done. I, I just – my thing is like what these latest reports tell me, if we're reading between the lines, this allows like everyone to get what they want. It allows the Lakers to say, look, we had to give up all these guys because there were other suitors. It allows the Pelicans to say, look, Anthony Davis was killing our leverage because – like he was saying he would only he would he wouldn't just go to the Lakers, but he would go to these other teams that don't have the good enough assets for us. And then like it allows Clutch to say, hey, look, no collusion. We didn't force him to the Lakers. We said there yeah. were many other places that he was willing to go. Like for me, this is a win, win, win. And like I think that that's what we're progressing towards. So, you know, if if Anthony Davis gets traded at some point this week, you have to say Harrison had it first, even though I'm not basing this on. Well, not that much reporting. I, I I do think that the the card that read between will, the lines, sheeple. <laughs> the card the card that has to be played, and I think it's a card that's going to be played over the next few days, is Phoenix gets involved. Lonzo winds up in Phoenix, and and Phoenix offers up a more, I guess, lower basement type of asset that allows New Orleans to be bad enough to to completely bottom out over the next few years. That that's that's possible. Like I think Phoenix is definitely interested in Lonzo. And um, what I was gonna say, like I, I think there was that whole. We should address this real quick before we get off here. Mm-hmm. Just like there was that whole thing over the weekend. So you weren't around, so I'm not sure if you saw it. But people were like, Scoop B led um, led people to shockingly uh, led people to freak out over a fake trade rumor. It was like very on brand. Um, he re- he like showed threw up this like website that had published Alonzo ball traded to the sun's pre-write on accident or what appeared to be a pre-write. Like it literally said skeleton in the headline (laughs) and then said ball has been traded for, and then there was a blank according to, and then there was another blank. Uh, And he was like, Oh, see, it's done. They just like, they just had to take it down. I guess it's still being finalized. And it's like, well, I don't know about that. Like you and I know from, you know, being media, just like powerful media power brokers, that occasionally (laughs) the reason that we can have articles up so fast is because we write about things that we think might happen and as if they have already happened. And then we publish them when that thing happens with any like changes that need to be made. So like, you know what, with that said, I'm just going to say that my 800 word column on what it means that Anthony Davis got traded to the Lakers. I was totally off the cuff. I just wrote that really fast when the news breaks later this week. Yeah, this is, uh, that was fun. That was fun to watch a pre-write taken seriously was was really fun. Hey, I'm just like I feel for whoever <laughs> that was that accidentally published that cuz I have been there before where I hit I almost hit publish instead of save draft 
And like that would have been rough. Like we would have announced that like like Nick Young had been traded when, you know, he was in fact not traded yet. I have like three Nick Young trade pre-writes kicking around from the Nick. That might be Nick Young's legacy is he was like on the trade block like so so many times that we have multiple Nick Young traded pre-writes. That also feels perfect for Nick Young because of that gif, right? Yeah, like, it's I'm like, traded. It was Nick Young gif of pre rights. Like he, t- <laughs> he took it, celebrate. We, we wrote about it, and then it didn't happen. <laughs> uh, all right. So you think this get, this gets done over the next few I days? Do. I think it's going to get done. I think I agree with you. I just can't separate whether or not it's my biases that are making me feel that way. Or... That, that's certainly what the the angry Pelicans fans in my mentions were saying this yeah. weekend. Hey, New Orleans, please lighten up. Like I, yeah, hey, like I'm not saying like I'm not one of these people that's being like, hey, ha ha, small market, you deserve to lose. Like I, I understand that it sucks for well, Pelicans. I think they deserve right to, they de- they deserve not the market. The market doesn't deserve to lose Anthony Davis, but New Orleans as an organization, like the the New Orleans yeah, the Pelicans, Pelicans deserve to lose Anthony Davis. But these yeah. fans have done nothing. Yeah, like that's that's the, it. the fans don't deserve that, and I, I do feel genuinely bad for them. Yeah, I just think that you have to understand. Like there there were people writing like New Orleans have leverage here. Like no, they really don't. I'm sorry. No. Like, I saw I, I saw it. somebody I saw somebody trying to uh, I think it was from our friends over at the Bird Rights, but said that the Lakers are the laughing stock here, and it's like, yes, I I uh, I saw that. I I I have to respectfully disagree. Fear yeah, I, I I you know you can you can try you can try to paint it that way, but which which organization is about to land your franchise's best player ever? In, yeah. As they get ready for their prime. Ask, ask yeah. me. Ask and like me that my question. thing, my thing too. The thing that gives me belief here is that, um, like, like strong belief that this will happen is that, like, with the exception of the Nerlens Noel stuff, Clutch generally gets their clients whatever they want, and so you can kind of bet that if if what Davis really wants in his heart of hearts is to end up on the Lakers, and every indication seems to be that from their actions, like that they will probably end up on the Lakers. Like he got they got Eric Bledsoe, their giant extension. They've gotten LeBron, whatever he's wanted, whenever, although that's mostly LeBron. You know, like they got Tristan Thompson money. They got J.R. Smith paid. Like they're, they're guy after guy after guy where they've gotten them what they wanted. Those are just a couple examples. And like, you know, Nerlens Noel is the one that didn't work out for. And Anthony Davis is a lot more powerful than Nerlens Noel well and has a lot more leverage on this stuff so i, I don't know my the, the, for all those reasons and everything else that we've talked about i do think that this deal will get done like i think others are fair to point out that there are reasons it won't like i think that i don't think the bill was off base to point out that like there are very real hurdles to clear but for me i just feel like it's going to get done yeah yeah I, and you can call me a coward for not saying it to his face i have already Okay. I'll do it again, though. You're a coward. Why didn't you say it to him, man? I just didn't want to. De- we only had 20 minutes. I didn't want to derail it with, like, a, a debate. I was like, I wanted. There were other things that we wanted to talk to him about. I'm a good host, unlike right. you. I hope I hope Bill listens forward and and recognizes you for the coward you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, he can give me crap about it next, uh, you know, next month when I'm at, like, Lakers stuff because they're out of town all month. He's definitely getting a DM from me. Just, just. You're just going to let him know? Yeah. I am really taken after D'Angelo Russell in more ways than one. <laughs> All-star D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> yeah. Hey, congratulations to him. You, I think, I think and we me. called it. I and think me. we can take credit to this I, for this. Oh, I, I would, I. <laughs> all right, I, I'm a little Us ashamed to admit. So I had, so yesterday I was at a, I was at a, I kept things under control. I was good yesterday, uh, but I legitimately searched the gift 
like on on Twitter on my phone, you can search GIF categories, and I searched victory lap. <laughs> uh, because, oh man. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a. Day. Of course, this somehow circled back to D'Angelo Russell at the end. Should I? Should we? I should probably tell the story right before people just think I just get punched in public. No, it's fine. I don't. I don't. I'm just going to cut this if you tell it. So all right, all right, that'll do it then for this episode of the Lake Show. Uh, it's a weird week this week, guys. So if something wild happens over the next 24 hours or so, uh, I will. I will personally guarantee I will hop on here. And record solo if I have to, uh, but I would prefer to have somebody with me. But we will get updates to you as best we can. Well, we also we also are going to have our host, like Alex and Jordan, are scheduled to record. No. Like, I just mean like we we have our schedule set up pretty well yeah. so that like I, I believe that you guys will get shows whenever anything happens anyway. Like right. Alex and Jordan are scheduled to record after tomorrow night's game. Grant and Christian are going to wait until the trade deadline to record because like otherwise we're we're in that season where all of this gets invalidated yeah. by one tweet uh-huh. real quick. Um, and then Sabrina and Jazz Kang are going to wrap it up for you guys after the Lakers Celtics game on Friday, looking big picture at whatever has happened or whatever hasn't happened. So we should be pretty good. Subscribe on iTunes, review, leave us some questions. Anthony and I or one of the hosts will try to get to them. Like if you want to name who you want to answer it, go ahead and leave that. And uh, yeah, I think that it's going to be an exciting and exhausting week. Emphasis on exhausting. I'm already tired. I've been working for like three hours and I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm going to kill you. (laughs) Have a good one, everybody. (laughs) 